Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is March the 13th. Friday the 13th, they say. That was a movie series once or something. 2020. Strong hand. Did you have a strong hand this week? It was just a normal week for me. Golden age of the 2020s. No, the world is not ending, people. Come on. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin in motion. I am offended by selling. Oh, and man, they were. why were some people selling for that, that vicious fiat? I don't, I don't even know. Okay, dudes. Wow, we it is unconfiscatable. They cannot take it away from us. And uh, I, I'm really excited uh, to have some awesome guests here today for this week in Bitcoin. We are we are gonna rip it up. We got Guy Swan here, we got BTC Benny, and we got Corey Clipston. He's making his debut, baby. All right, and uh, let us let us start with Corey. You had a, a tweet out there that I am going to. Uh, read in a second when i when i find it here where is uh obviously and this is linked to below people everything i talk about is linked to below all these guys are linked to below pound that like button um obviously people short of cash are going to sell everything but that stage passes bitcoin is neither risk on nor risk off it is uncorrelated bitcoin gonna do what bitcoin gonna do so, Corey, tell us the situation. Why, why were people uh, all of a sudden valuing their wealth in cash? And what do you see for the future? Well, it, interestingly, one of the best things about Bitcoin and one of its, uh, you know, the thing that we think will take it to the moon is that it's the most saleable good or in, in, in the not too distant future, it will be the most saleable good. It's liquidity begets liquidity. Well, that is true on the way down as well. So it's, it trades 24 seven and people whose portfolios of, you know, CLOs or triple B bonds or, you know, leveraged treasuries or whatever it is, are kind of like blowing up and they're getting margin calls. If they own some Bitcoin, that's the one thing they can definitely sell after hours <laughs> on a Thursday night. Um, and that's basically what happened. You had something that, that was liquid and that people could sell. And, and then of course there were some people that were, you know, kind of just freaking out and, and selling and selling. And some of it was also just internal market dynamics on some of the exchanges as well. So you had, um, you know, basically just not enough, not enough bids on the order book uh, on BitMEX, which drives a lot of the volume with all the leverage traders. And they basically just had cascading liquidations um, going down, 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 down and, until they uh, hit a circuit breaker ostensibly for a, um, a hardware failure. Um, so Somebody should like do a. Uh, maybe we can get Brecky to do a drawing of you know Arthur's Arthur's laptop breaking or something like that. But they pulled the plug and gave it just enough time for the, the price to recover on Bitmax, and that kind of led the charge back up from the depths in the threes up up back around five k last night. But um, you know, I think uh, it's a good lesson for for people in the Bitcoin space to recognize that this is a long term non-correlated asset in in a world in which you know everything every asset basically is dollar denominated including bitcoin at this early stage uh in a crash you know all correlations go to one in the short term and you know i've, I've definitely been vocal saying for a long time that if there's a market crash um you know bitcoin will in the short term be very correlated to let's say the s p 500 but then it will um uncorrelate and this is exactly the the perfect storm that we've been waiting for 
um, in, in the macro environment and with the Fed printing money and QE4 literally being announced yesterday. We're going to do 60 billion of uh, taking more bonds onto the Fed balance sheet every month for the foreseeable future. Um, so, you know, this is this is the time for uh, the bright orange coin to shine. Yeah, I, it, it amazes me that people were uh, they had margin calls and then I'm happy about that. OK, <clears throat> then strong hands got a hold of their Bitcoin. They were weak hands. Now it's in, this is. This is lining up very nicely for the uh, having. Now, again, people are very short term. They just it looks like a disaster in terms of price. Now, I want to go back to something you said. Uh, how big are the situ- the Bitmex situation? I don't fully get it. I don't think it was if the pu- plug didn't get pulled or there wasn't a technical problem. Do you think the price would have gone down more? Is it that big of a player? Yeah, I mean, just there's so much, uh, so much leverage trading, like the price is the price on that exchange. And so then the other exchange, you know, people playing ARB across the exchanges would have kept on going down. Now, at some point, the bat signal would have gone out. And if you got into like the twos or the ones, I think literally every Bitcoiner on the planet would have gotten the bit signal and backed up the truck. Yep. But, <laughs> but, you know, I'd say like on balance, it, it's probably good that they either did have or did fake a... Uh, <laughs> A computer crash. Um, I, I definitely didn't want to see a one handle on Bitcoin last night. I'm glad it stopped in the mid to upper threes. Yeah, and it was it was only there for like a few seconds. I mean, I didn't actually see it happen. Um, although I got in at the low fours, that was real nice. Anyway, okay, so let's move on. BTC Betty, what did you what do you think about all this? What were you doing yesterday? I was stacking the hell out of this dip. I was I was just there hitting sending e-transfers and and loading up um i actually to be honest this entire drop down um just even though it twists your gut in an absolute knot to see how how quickly it can move i mean it's it's a huge throwback to to how i felt years ago you know in the past past few years it, it just it felt that that visceral like Oh my God! What is happening? Um, 2013 but, PTSD. Yeah, a hundred percent. But the beauty of it is, having been through that before, I was able to look at it and be like, "This is a, a hell of an opportunity in front of me." And I just started scaling in. And I, you know, each day is like hourly DCAs, just just bit by bit. And, you know, you catch some of the swings, you catch some of the bounces, but, but man, just, just doing that and, and, and being okay with it is, is a beautiful thing. Like, like at first uh, you do get that PTSD, but then you're just numb to the world and you're just okay. (laughs) That's, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm happy, happy with where I'm at. Uh, It was, but the beautiful thing about it is again, yeah, we had, we had, uh, uh, Bitmex shut off the lights for a little bit there, but I I, I, I saw Rodolfo Novak tweet out that hey this is this is what a free market looks like, um, and and while while it hurts sometimes, it also it gets us in a place where we're not being babysat a hundred percent of the time, and where um, people learn from these kinds of mistakes, and they look and they go oh maybe I shouldn't over leverage myself. And, and you learn those hard lessons that, uh, you know, the, the, the New York stock exchange is not going to let you 
learn when they cut off all trading at 7% and then print trillions of dollars to pump into equities again. So yeah, I don't know. Bitcoin is Bitcoin. It, it does its thing and I'm just happy to be along for the ride. Oh yeah, I like that attitude people. Pound that like button, check out all these dudes below. Okay, Guy, your turn to tell us what you were doing yesterday and what's your take on all this? Probably, my heart rate was probably over 100 for about 80% of the day. Um, but it was a roller coaster, man. Um, I definitely had the, I had my troughs and then went kind of euphoric towards the afternoon. It was like when it was dropping, when the drop was minor, in, in the in the grand scheme of the whole move like when we were moving down into like the low sevens and stuff i was nervous and then and then i got super concerned when like it just that that candle just blam blam i mean we, we went through six without even thinking like it was just mm -hmm. like whoosh and it was gone and uh and that's what had me worried that something had happened and I said in our, our, our last chat that I just got off of, uh, that I went hunting for, like, I went Google searching for SHA-256, like, like, like most recent news items and quantum computing, like, like, did somebody like break a key? Like, you know, is anything fundamentally changed with Bitcoin? And there's nothing, obviously. Um, I didn't really expect to find anything, but I had to be at least a little bit concerned and even tweeted uh, about like, could is this like, some sort of institutional investor that's just dumping everything because you know they got word that there's going to be some horrible regulation tomorrow morning i think it was actually Corey. you responded it's like man they are way too busy like yeah it's not gonna happen um and uh but that was like kind of that period so where whenever i tweeted that out that was like that period where i was like what is actually happening here and then when i couldn't find anything i was that's when that's when the adrenaline just got got pumping and i was trying everything i could do to buy and i i'm absolutely shocked considering my my exposure to bitcoin right now how you actually just mentioned this corey about how bitcoin is liquid like you could sell bitcoin all day long all night and like 24 7 markets but fiat holy crap trying to move money to buy bitcoin in like a couple of hours is a nightmare it is an absolute nightmare. I'm still, I, I literally, I was up late going through papers and setting up online accounts with retirement thing. I still can't figure out how to get, get the freaking money out of it. And it's just all I can think is not my keys, not my coins. <laughs> like none of that money is mine until they give me permission. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, so I've, I've scrambled and bought with as much fiat as I had available. And I am desperately trying to, get a big chunk into it and i just don't know how long it's going to take and i don't i'm, I'm going to be very sad if i miss if i miss this because you know, I'm trying to make next level next level bitcoining is something that almost none of us are actually capable of doing i know i'm never able to which is actually keeping fiat on an exchange i know <laughs> in case it dips like for a big buy but it's like absolutely it. impossible because i listen to a damn podcast and i just like smash by and like it's all gone <laughs> I, like, by the way 
Is, so, is somebody's kids uh, uh, seeing the chart for the first time in 24 hours in the background? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's someone's kid is in shock there. Oh my god! Oh, my god. <laughs> what happened? Oh, no. <laughs> I think that's, that's so that, it's it's probably on my end. I think yeah. uh, they're actually all the way downstairs, but uh, yeah, our schools are shut here uh, in the LA area, and uh, I am here. Well, let's, <laughs> talk about, let's talk about that uh, situation, the larger situation. I'm going to go called, and close this door. I'll be right back. Uh, all right. Yeah. So what what caused the panic, uh, BTC Benny? Obviously, is the uh, the virus, the virus situation, and. Uh, the president of the United States is going to make a speech in 13 minutes that should uh, it'll rock the Bitcoin market again. Uh, so people, uh, if you're checking the price now, you're probably going to get, you know, you're going to have a heart attack soon. Once he starts talking, it's going to go wild. But again, this is, short, <laughs> this is this is short term type of stuff. But this, uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I believe people are just panicked out of their minds. So we're going to be dealing with this for a while. So what do you foresee uh, economically here for the next uh, month or two and in terms of the virus, uh, BTC, Benny. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I think, I think things will be worse before they get better. Um, and part of it is I, there, there hasn't been a lot of testing in the U S so already those just the sticker shock of seeing those numbers will be, uh, panic inducing probably for a lot of people. Plus we're starting to see, you know, NBA canceling the season, NHL canceling, um, you know, some so, like Tom Hanks wife has it. The prime minister of Canada, actually his wife has it and he is now in self quarantine. So he's checking to see if he's, he's got symptoms too. Um, and so, you know, you're going to continue to see those things, but it will, it will make its rounds, um, Again, like it's it's nice to see that uh, you know people are taking measures to try to not spread it because obviously you don't want um, the elderly or the immunocompromised to to be affected by this. But um, you know you do what you can. Realistically, it's it's just kind of a matter of time before it it makes its rounds through just about everybody. Um, but the markets are not going to be I don't I don't see them as as being rational about this. Uh, I mean, we literally what they're pumping, what, one point five trillion into repo markets like yeah. today, yeah. Um, you know, like it's 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 pretty wild. It's pretty insane. Um, but like I, I don't see it getting better in the near term. But the nice thing is, the beautiful thing about this is, in in the face of what is likely to be some of the craziest QE we've ever seen, Bitcoin will be tightening. Bitcoin will be reducing the supply of new coins. It's like, and and that's gotta grab headlines. That's gotta turn some heads where people are saying, "Wait, we're about to print unprecedented amounts of money." And Bitcoin is tightening its monetary supply. What? Like, and and that's what it's built for because nobody can sweep in and change that issuance. Nobody can say, "Hey guys, you know what? We got to print more of this stuff. We got to keep ourselves safe. We got to stop the market from crashing. Print more. Print more." Nobody can do that, and that's what Bitcoin is for, so that you don't have somebody in a position of power going. Okay, we need to make a snap decision. We got to change this. It's all bad. We don't have those panic moves. 
you, the only panic you see is weak hands selling and strong hands buying. I was panic buying through this. So um, yeah, man, I, I, I like, I, I, it is, it is get, it does get your heart racing, but um, if you can learn to see past it and ask those fundamental questions, um, it, is Bitcoin still functioning as it should? Then what are you doing? So yeah, I'm 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 happy to sit through it and and watch it unfold. Excellent point you make there. They can try to cancel sports, but first of all, the NBA and NHL have been like, delayed. Uh, they're not can the season aren't canceled isn't canceled yet. Uh, who knows? But they cannot cancel or delay the having. That that is why Bitcoin is virus resistant. It's the only thing on the planet. Everything else, they're rescheduling, they're canceling, et cetera. Et cetera. Bitcoin having, uh-uh. So I, the statistics you just gave there, I don't know why anyone in their right mind would turn a Bitcoin into something that's being printed like mad now. It seems so illogical, but we are clearly living in insane times, just absolutely insane times. So, okay, Corey, your take. On the, the the virus, are people going to keep panicking over this? Do you see uh, Bitcoin affected by this uh, some more? Uh, having thoughts, anything? Yeah, I mean, in as much as like it does live in the world with people, like obviously we're being affected. We got affected pretty uh, pretty drastically this week and uh, and last night. Um, I think overall, like again, Bitcoin's going to do what Bitcoin's going to do. The the having was you know, the having is going to happen. And, you know, this is basically an adoption story. I mean, I think everyone who knows me and knows what we're working on with, with Swan Bitcoin um, understands that we believe the, the most important thing is getting lots more people to store lots more of their value in the Bitcoin protocol. And that, that this is really a demand driven story. The supply is fixed and known and it's just being distributed a little bit, you know, TikTok next block over time, as John Vallis says. Um, but this is really a demand story and it's on us to go and recruit new Bitcoiners and, and get them to uh, increase the size of their stacks. Uh, speaking of demand, now, is your operation open yet over there? Uh, so we have a few alpha testers coming in over the next few days and then we'll be live to everybody on March 25th. Um, so 49 U.S. states, excluding New York with the bit license. But yeah, people in 49 states will be live playing with Swan Bitcoin uh, very, very soon. Very excited about it. Well, good. I mean, uh, who knows how long this sale will last for, for the Bitcoin. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. you guys. I'll preview it. That's the uh, that's the actual app right now. All right. For all you people who don't yeah. want to use Coinbase, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll talk about that more. You'll give us an update at the end of the show and everything like that. I, I, I definitely want to hear more about that. So let's uh, let's go down to uh, Guy here. Your your take on uh, I mean, you said that in, you, you, there are rumors that uh, they might shut down your uh, county. Put you guys uh, uh, just a rumor. But what, what, what's your take on the future, the near future? of the virus and the, the economic turmoil oil and the panic, uh, not just Bitcoin, but, 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 you know, the traditional financial markets too. Yeah. Um, I think so much of, uh, so much of the, the confidence in the legacy markets has just been based on, it's been such a bubble that like, I think once that confidence has shaken, I think it's gonna be really, really hard to, bring it back like it's it's like one of those things like with it's, it's like if the fed you know suddenly turned around tomorrow and was like oh we're gonna have a monetary tightening and 
uh, we're going to be responsible and nobody's going to run any debts. It's like nobody would believe it, you know, like like it would just be like, that's not that's not what's happening here. Um, but as far as the virus is, I, I have no idea to the severity of this thing. There's a really interesting video. I posted it in the chat. Actually, I just found it again. The three blue, one brown. Is that is that what the account is? Yeah, three blue, one brown. Uh, they have a bunch of really great just math videos. And um, like there's a really good one on like SHA-256 and um, uh, how much how much computing power it was. That's, that's where I found out about that uh, YouTube channel. But he actually did one on uh, the virus um, and kind of the expected numbers that we could see and uh, kind of when when we might actually see when it hits the, the curve, the part of the curve where it's no longer accelerating, but it's turning into an S curve and that, you know, our behavior to you know flatten out the curve can actually change that. And there's been a lot of adjustment in my local area until this is the first time I've heard of like our local government um, actually like taking moves to do something. Again, it's a rumor, so I, I don't really know, but the person who I heard it from is someone who would be in a position to overhear it. So, um, but uh, uh, there's been a lot of uh, changes. Like I, I mentioned a, a handful of them, like my uh, wife's business is going fully remote already. Um, the uh, local grocery stores, like everybody's like running cleaning crews, just like constantly through things. Like uh, my wife said, that she, like literally the cleaning crew is usually not there until, you know, everybody closes down um, and they're walking through the halls, just cleaning stuff all the time. Um, uh, uh, Purell and like disinfecting wipes are available at the grocery stores. They're stopping all their samples and stuff like there's, there's been a pretty broad response to it. And I'm, I'm hoping, you know, depending on the, the degree of contagiousness of this virus, that that really does have a huge effect. I mean, that's, that's obviously the very sort of behavior on a pretty widespread kind of decentralized basis that would make a move in something like that. So aside from that, though, the markets, the markets are everybody's scared to death. Um, and I think that's what a lot of this is, is a flight to safety. Um, and probably what precipitated the flash crash with Bitcoin is that Bitcoin is not, except for, for us, you know, like Bitcoin's narrative and Bitcoin's like fundamentals are not very well known. Um, it is a flight to safety for me. Um, and that's why, you know, a lot of us end up scrambling to buy some when a price like this is shown to us. But for the most part, it's a speculative asset. It's this extra risk that they were taking during a bull market. And now that that is turned around, they're like, all right, I just need to get out of this and go back to dollars. Um, and just, I just need to be in cash. I need to be not exposed to all of this stuff. But as you mentioned, uh, I've been just talking about, there's going to be trillions of dollars. Like we're, we're about to enter another continuation of this unprecedented money printing. And I think the idea that fiat currency is that flight to safety is going to start to be questioned. Uh, people can't ignore. I'm hearing it from people who had no business talking about it. Um, friends who couldn't have cared less a couple of years ago about talking about how much money the Fed is printing. And you, you, you end up in a situation like this and it can't be ignored anymore. Suddenly monetary policy is a part of the discussion. Suddenly what all this means 
and why prices are the way they are. Um, it's kind of like the, I've been referring to our age and all of this stuff that we've been going through. It feels like the age of disillusionment. All of our narratives are breaking down. We're, we no longer have that cohesion of like, oh, we're one country where like divisions are increasing. We're separating into thousands of communities all with their own narratives and things are just changing at an incredibly rapid pace. And part of that disillusionment is that our financial system is safe and trustworthy and resilient because it's not. And we're finding that out. And no matter how long another bear period may, we may find ourselves in um, and how serious this move in Bitcoin is, I think the having coming up will be such a polar opposite perspective that it will just kind of sit there going, yep, this is your problem. Yep. Like, don't, don't forget that while you're doing all of this, this is what, this is what we are doing. And now that it's come to the front of the discussion, um, I think Bitcoin will continue to irk its way, like squeak its way into all of those conversations. And if we find another boring period, whether it be at $3,000 for three months, if it finds that floor of, of true Bitcoiners that are DCAing in and we now we got now we got Swan Bitcoin. I'm waiting. What was it? 25th, you said? 25th to uh, to everybody in the US. Yeah, to everybody in the US. All right. So but I have a uh, I have a third call with the lawyers. We're uh, we're going after UK, Canada and Australia at the same time next. Hell yeah. All right. That's awesome. Um, in, in motion, baby. I'd like to hear that. In motion. Guy, guy I like your your point how it's it's a flight to safety for you, but and for a lot of people in the Bitcoin, but most people didn't see it that way, and that's why they're running away. Uh, they have to liquidate. They were in over their heads with all sorts of stuff, and uh, and but again, it's it's going into that. People in the chat have said this. Um, Rocky said something like this. It's going from weak hands who really didn't understand what they were into to strong hands who it's it's a flight to say it's you know this is safe. This is. A time of you know the the dollars being printed away. Why would I want to be in the dollar now, especially when Bitcoin's on sale? So this is just such a unique opportunity uh, and a positive. But I have a thought I, on that. Yes, on that point, and I was just asking in your in your public chat how many Europeans we had in here, and a bunch of them are chiming in. Uh, I personally don't think this is the cycle that people flee the dollar. I think the dollar is going to be you know the the flight to quality for the entire globe for the most part. There's not nearly enough capacity in Bitcoin to handle all of the people that need to store value somewhere. So they're going to keep on clamoring for dollars. You're not going to be able to stop the dollar from rising against all these other fiat currencies for quite some time. Treasuries are still going to be you know the you know one of the pillars of the store of value for a long, long time. If you hear somebody like Nick Batia talk about. You know, the three pillars of, of global liquidity will be gold, Bitcoin and, and U.S. treasuries for the next, you know, many decades. What I do think is potentially really interesting about this cycle with coronavirus tipping some of these absolutely totally bankrupt non-capitalized banks in the eurozone uh, over the edge, um, which I think has a, a very likely chance of happening, is that unlike in the you know 2016-2017 cycle where Europe made up something like four to six percent of market volume, I think there's a very good chance that Europe tips over and becomes like the story of the next Bitcoin cycle and that, you know, Europe might be something more like 20 or 25% of Bitcoin purchases in this cycle. 
um, because of what I think is likely to happen in Europe. I think they're not handling coronavirus well, and there's, you know, 10 times, 20 times more fragile than the banking system and, and, the, and the economy of the U.S. That's how I see it. There you hear it, you euro holders, you valuing your wealth in euro, flight to safety in the Bitcoin right now. I do agree with you. The dollar isn't going anywhere anytime soon. But I just think logically, I, I don't want to be holding. I know what's better than the dollar. OK, most people aren't going to understand what is better than the dollar, that it's Bitcoin. But to, to, to see the one point five trillion printing out of the I mean, it's amazing. But you're right. It's it's the best of the worst. It's the best of the fiat. And it's it's gonna it's it'll, it'll I, I I don't predict dollar collapse at all. Uh, I know a lot of people love to hear stuff like that, but still, just because it's not going to collapse doesn't mean that Bitcoin isn't where you should be. It's it's the best. And on that note, we've got a super chat from Super Four Poppy, and this is uh, for BTC Benny because we haven't heard from you for a while here. He, he, this guy, and thank you for for the five euros. This dude sent five euros. Uh, Thank you, Super for Poppy. He says, Caitlin Long says that we now face a period of deflation before this turns into inflation. Bitcoin suffers now, but this will not be forever. What's your take on that, BTC, Benny? Uh, I, I, I don't have the context of what uh, Caitlin Long was talking about. I'm, I'm assuming she means dollar deflation because of the liquidity crunch, yeah. um, which, which uh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people weren't expecting Bitcoin to dump with the markets. But as we've been discussing the whole show, of course, if, if, if you're getting margin called and you need liquid cash, Bitcoin is super easy to sell uh, at any point in time. Um, and I mean, okay, let's go back to the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, gold got slammed then too. Um, a lot of people forget that it wasn't an instant increase in gold. It was 2011 when gold was hitting all time highs. But when, when the crisis first hit, people needed cash. And so even the, safe haven asset of the time before Bitcoin existed, uh, you know, that got slammed because people needed cash. They needed to cover positions. They, you know, they, they were hurting, they needed cash. And so what do you do? You go to whatever asset you can sell and, and safe haven assets are in there. Now I'm not saying that Bitcoin is a safe haven asset. I view it more as just a strip. Well, at least not yet anyways. Um, but, uh, it, more of a just a, an uncorrelated asset, and and we've seen a lot of <laughs> interesting uh, things. People will zoom in on the chart over the course of a week or two days or something, and say like, "Hey, this is a this is clearly correlated to the stock markets," um, without <laughs> without you know having any. You can zoom in at any point in time with any other asset and and decide the correlation or non-correlation if you look close enough, but. Uh, uh, really, I I think that that's that's dead on. Obviously, Bitcoin gets slammed at the beginning of this, but like we've been saying the whole show, you're going to be able to now in real time contrast and compare how this crisis is dealt with with two polar opposite ways of dealing with monetary policy and months years down the road you'll be able to look back to this point in time and say look at how far these two systems have diverged from each other they were both trying to deal with the same problem and got totally different results 
And uh, I look forward to seeing those results. All right, good. Positive future here, dudes. This is a little bit of the turbulence, but man, if you're in for the long term, and if you've been around for a while, I got veterans here. We we we've seen this all. Uh, we we've seen this uh, happen. Well, not this exact thing happened before, but we've been through these uh, these little panics. Uh, and and speaking of these little uh, people, the impulsive people out there, they love to spread the fud. And something that I saw going on. Uh, I couldn't believe this one made a comeback. I thought this one was dead forever. Uh, what do you think? Uh, the going to zero FUD was all of a sudden back at BTC Benny. Did, did you see some of that? I, I couldn't believe it. I saw I saw that paired with mining death spiral, which – what is this? Is it 2016? Is it 2012? Like where are – what year is it? Um, it's, it's insane. I mean going to zero. You know what got uh, – brought out of the archives the other day was uh alex oh, i'm forgetting his last name but anyways the great the, the wonderful video of you don't want to buy bitcoin because you know it's going to crash and he goes through all of the highs and lows and he said this one time bitcoin went to 30 dollars and then it crashed down to two dollars and then and he keeps on going up with every new high and every new high or low like over the course of years and he says so at, at the end he's ending up at like you know, twelve hundred dollars, and he's like, and "The moral of the story is, you don't want to buy Bitcoin because you know it's going to crash." <laughs> and <laughs> he pulled that one out of the the archives the other day, and it was just, it was the perfect echo of all of the sentiment that I'm hearing now. I uh, again, there's more hodlers of last resort around now, and obviously we have surrounded ourselves with those type of people, but you do see. The mainstream sentiment as well it's hard not to and even in the chat there's there's people right now they're here but they're freaking out they're they're wondering how can you still be bullish on bitcoin at this point in time like there's a few people chatting in there and and they were even around for the the lows of december 2018 and they're still freaking out they're more scared now part of that is probably because they're more exposed than they were uh, a couple years prior, um, and that's part of it. When you have more capital in it, even though uh, you may have bought at lower prices and dollar cost average in, it's still it is a gut check to see it dip that much. But you know, it, it you you over the years you become privy to the way things go, and even though it may be a little bit of a shock to the system, you you get used to it, and this is the consequence of having. Uh, a, a truly free market in Bitcoin. And it will continue to be this way until the market cap is large enough that it doesn't get smacked around by a few people being over leveraged on BitMEX. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to just witness this, but yeah, I mean, everybody's, <laughs> how many people have owned Bitcoin ever? There's a lot more FUD going to zero mining death spiral there's a lot more of that to come even in the next decade or two all right uh i, I was gonna ask guy swan what his favorite uh, fud coming back from the dead is but i i, I don't know i, mean, I, I want to focus on the positive death here for spiral. Uh, huh? death, death spiral, spiral. minor okay. death spiral death Dude, we spiral. go i go through that every time and it's funny i'm always i'm always lambasted with that one by people who haven't been through the previous two cycles like the the last two um, halvings and 
And it's like, oh no, at this time it's different because it's getting cut in half worse than the last time it was cut in half. And I'm just like, I, I, I just, do you not understand that the difficulty adjustment is, is a very simple, very consistent mechanism that adjusts for exactly the reason you claim nothing is going to work and that this is going to die. Um, but whatever, it's, it, it just seems so silly to me. It's hard to even address. All right. Uh, I real quick. Uh, one thing that uh, a few people are, have have brought up here, uh, and we'll stick with Guy. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. Uh, the, the talk of the town's obviously been Bitcoin, but it's the whole the whole crypto market has uh, has gone down. Uh, do you, do you see this uh, panic having any special effect on, on the altcoins, or, or will they just continue to follow Bitcoin, or is this their end? Uh, I don't know. Ignorance can persist for a very, very long time. Um, I don't think there is much of anything. And in, in, in fact, I actually think the centralized shitcoins have a better potential than decentralized ones because if it's actually attached. I mean, granted, most of them, there's none of them really have any like fiduciary duty, but the more they're actually attached to something that's you can easily define, the less they'll be in the runnings for being money like like the less they'll compete as a monetary instrument. Um, but DeFi, DeFi apparently just had a nuke go off yesterday. Um, and another bug uh, that I'm not sure if it was like a variation of the same bug that happened last time when a whole bunch of people got just obliterated of the money they had available uh, up on it. But like $4 million worth just got wiped out by somebody. Um, and it just seems inherently, I've just, the idea of DeFi, A, it's clearly obviously not D. The, yep. the decentralized version of it obviously is highly, highly questionable. Um, but then at the exact same time, I don't understand how you have a lender, like a creditor-debtor relationship with, with no, like it's an inherently counterparty risk, like relationship. So it doesn't seem like it would make sense to like decentralize the market. You want plenty of alternatives and, you know, maybe you want to do micro loans and all this stuff, but I don't see how you do that without a trusted relationship. It seems like a complete oxymoron and basically a time bomb waiting for someone to exploit, you know, some sort of spread in your contract or inevitably some sort of liquidity bug that, you know, what we have, what we had yesterday and just wipes it all out because you're not caring who you're loaning to. You know, like it just, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing. <sighs> yeah. Let me see. Corey, did you, Corey, yeah. do you know about this DeFi? You want to say something about the DeFi yeah, thing? Or well, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on the idea of, uh, you know, some kind of like smart contract collateralized loan, because I do think we'll see that in Bitcoin okay. someday. And I do think it will be like, really valuable for people to be able to get, you know, instant liquidity by posting, you know, 2x collateral or whatever it is. Um, and it's a popular service among Bitcoiners today with centralized counterparties like, you know, Unchained, BlockFi, Ledin up in Canada, you know, so it, it is being used by lots of Bitcoiners to not have to sell their Bitcoin and, you know, make a mortgage payment or whatever the case may be, fund a startup, stuff like that. Um, so I'm not like necessarily against some aspects of financialization around and on top of Bitcoin. I think we'll see 
lots of it and we'll like it. It's just that the financial sector is going to be, you know, probably one fifth the size that it is today because you can't rehypothecate Bitcoin without people saying like, well, show me the reserves. Um, you can always just walk away with your Bitcoin and, and go and work with somebody else. Um, but yeah, so what specifically happened yesterday basically was uh, as they were, uh, you know, essentially doing automatic, you know, fully, fully automated margin calls on this pile of ether that was backing some die. Uh, there were just no buyers. And so it just like tracked all the way down and some dev uh, set a bunch of buys at like a penny and picked up $4 million worth of ETH that quickly snapped back from, from you could just take the ETH and then move it off platform. And, you know, ETH bottomed at like 85 yesterday and it's at 122 today. And that guy's got like $6 million worth of ETH now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a, I didn't hear that one. Wow. Oh man, it's it's a wacky world. This is the golden so age. People. If you didn't think, think that you could make money in DeFi, you can definitely make money in DeFi. You just need to uh, take it from dummies that put their money in DeFi. Well, you could definitely uh, take, you could definitely make money in Bitcoin too, because there are a lot of dummies that are selling their uh, Bitcoin now. I look, That's I right. Look at it that way. Um, all right, Benny, do, do you have anything to say on these altcoin things, uh, or anything that was left out of the whole? this week craziness uh, that you wanted to say, but you're going to move on to some other topics. Yeah, I, I did want to uh, uh, draw attention to um, some sentiment that I, I saw coming out of uh, what I believe to be more people that uh, are in the altcoin space as opposed to as opposed to kind of the Bitcoin space. Um, a lot of the, the Bitcoiners are, are very like, hey, let it, let it do what it's going to do. Um, we don't need to intervene here. The market will sort itself out. Um, it's it's very kind of a, a hands-off um, attitude from a lot of Bitcoiners and, you know, that kind of free market approach. Um, and there's a tweet that really bothered me uh, that I just saw kind of today. I was talking about how how these, these crazy price moves um, are a... a quote unquote, a strong argument for industry wide circuit breakers on, on all exchanges. And I, and I was like, I was like, well, no, that's, that's the total opposite of what needs to be done. And so like I, I quoted the tweet and I said, let's call him out. It's Tushar Jain from multi-coin capital. Yes. Like, it's all in the title of the firm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, okay. I'm just going to read his tweet and then I'll read what I, I said, so he said, today's price moves in crypto are a strong argument for industry-wide circuit breakers. The crypto market structurally broke today and leading exchanges need to work together to prevent a repeat. And he, you know, tags basically all of the CEOs of the major exchanges. Um, and and I, I retweeted it and I, I commented, this is the exact opposite of what needs to be done. Free markets are a feature. Many people learn important lessons by not having their hands held and thus make better decisions in the future. That kind of attitude that he has is the reason why the entire financial system today is screwed. And people need to get their heads on straight and learn hard lessons from time to time so that they don't take as many ridiculous risks. I think, I think people need to learn on their own and people do. Uh, how many how many XRP army people have dropped off the face of the earth because they got wrecked? That's how you learn lessons. So, I, yeah, that's that's my two cents. That's my hot take. 
Dude, this is where the big boys play. We don't need some circuit breaker. And if someone wants to make their own private circuit breaker, let them. But no. Sure. Um, yeah. did, did, did you guys have anything to add to that, though? Uh, yeah, I agree. It's an absolutely horrible idea. And it's, it's stupid. It's trying to get the it, – it's attempting to create centralized points of failures and centralized decision-making and management into the industry, which I think will actually lead to hey, – it leads to what we have in the legacy market, like eventually, like it's just a trend toward that direction of complacency, dependency, and then a complete loss of resilience in the end um, of, of robustness. And I think what we need is and what Bitcoin has provided is market lessons in the fact that there is always risk and to teach people, you know, not your not your keys, not your coins, like to teach people not to over leverage. And there's a very, very long maturation process in that market. And if we don't allow it to happen, well, then we'll never solve the problem. So, Corey, your any thoughts on that multi-coin uh, tweet before we uh, move on? Mm, no, I mean, I mean, he got smacked down publicly and privately pretty quickly for that yeah. one. It was just a really wrong-headed, stupid reaction on his part. All right. So th now that I got you here, let tell us more about your product. Uh, Swan, uh, any, any, obviously you, you mentioned some dates that are coming up, but anything else you yeah. wanted to add about it? Yeah, no, I mean, I, really, we think the, uh, the best product for buying Bitcoin would automate three things. It would automatically withdraw from your bank account. It would automatically buy the Bitcoin and it would automatically withdraw that Bitcoin to, you know, the, the address or wallet of your choice. Um, and so that's the product that we've built. Uh, we were, we'll be testing it with some, some close friends and some QA folks over the next week. And we'll be live to everybody on March 25th. And, uh, you know, I think people already know us pretty well from, from being active with give Bitcoin, which was the product we put out last fall and, and, and using that to, you know, sort of as a scaled evangelism product. Um, we have a huge, massive focus on education. Um, no, no accident that our, our CTO is Jan Pritzker who wrote inventing Bitcoin. And, you know, our head of education is Brady from, uh, from citizen Bitcoin. Um, I want to thank uh, guy for licensing us his, uh, his name for free. Uh, that was really, <laughs> really, really kind of him. Uh, we're just Swan. He's Swan to the nth power. Um, <laughs> I'm working you know. on chapter four, working on chapter four, right? Exactly. Now. Yeah. So he's, he's also the, the voice of, of give Bitcoin in the, in the book that we're writing and putting out chapter by chapter for those people that receive uh, Bitcoin gifts through the platform. Um, but no, I think we're, we're, we're eager to see this thing roll out. I've been wanting this service available for myself and for my family and for my friends for a long, long time, something that's, you know, Bitcoin only. And, you know, it's just, it's not that, this isn't available in certain forms through the exchanges. It's that if you have someone that you want to get into Bitcoin and you don't want them to be bombarded with, you know, free stellar, if you go through this tutorial or you don't want them to go to, you know, coinbase.com and have dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin being the number 14 action. As you go from the top of the page, the 14th thing they suggest is storing some value in the Bitcoin protocol, which is really what it's for. Um, you know, so we just want to be, you know, right up front and center as simple as can be just uh, start stacking and make it super easy. And we are also launching with uh, the lowest fees by far, lower than Square, lower than River, lower than Coinbase, lower than Gemini, lower than anybody in the U.S. Um, and also going live to uh, the entire country on day one um, other than New York. So 49 states on the 25th. Wow. Competition. I love I love it. Thank you. 
for that update. And thank you for being in motion and bringing a competition. There are a lot of people that just complain. They're like, I hate Coinbase. Well, this, this make your own Coinbase. And this dude did. So, uh, all right, Swan, guys, Swan, it's so nice of you to license your name for free. Um, you know, you're not suing anyone. There's an ongoing lawsuit. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't talk about it right now. We'll, we'll see how it unfolds. All right. Yeah, he basically extorted us and said, "Well, you have to sponsor the podcast." So we we agreed to that. It's just payoff money. It's just yeah, big boss swan. All right, and I'm looking forward to having Jan on this show too. One of these days, I, yeah. I talk to him in the chat. That'll be great. But we get we bring you the best guest in the freaking space here. Pound that like button now, guys. Swan, people love when you talk about the latest, uh, the latest in Lightning Network, the latest in tech. In Bitcoin, let's let's hear some tech news from 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 Bitcoin land here instead of all of this, uh, you know, this crazy money noise that we've been, been talking about all day. Well, if you have if you've established a position on Lightning, uh, you like just just like myself, uh, the mempool right now because of all this chaos is like sixty megs. So there is a huge backlog of transactions right now, but all the stuff that I do on a daily basis is on lightning and none of it matters. And I absolutely love it that um, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to, to see, to, to see it actually like provide its use case, you know, is that I can bounce between my wallets and like, I've been, you know, dropping the mempool stuff in uh, our telegram chat chat and the crypto economy crew. And I've moved from, you know, breeze, on my Casa wallet, which I'm actually like shutting down to transfer to a new a new machine, a bulkier machine, um, hopefully with actually Casa on it. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I've been bouncing around from that, the LNTX bot in Telegram and all this stuff. And it's just kind of funny. Like I have I don't know, five or six transactions maybe in the last two or three days and all of the mempool noise and all the like, oh, what are the fees right now has just been has just been nothing to me um and it's really really cool to see that do its thing um and continue to work um and i'm super super excited about strike i, I literally think if strike turns out to be as awesome as um as i'm hoping probably swan bitcoin and strike will be the only two things that i need um like they, they will literally just be my whole set like my strict like savings i don't have to think about it because could got like Corey, like you said i can't believe how long it has taken for somebody like what have you been doing for all of this time i i i'm super disappointed that you did not provide me with this service in 2013 <laughs> but it, it was hard to see that this space was available yeah you know, like until you really get into it and you start to understand like how Coinbase just feels so big and feels so unassailable and you just think there's people already yeah. doing this and you know it is kind of like in there and it's buried it's and and you just don't realize how many people the groundswell of support of people that just want something simple that does only the thing that they want and even more so how much they want to tell they want to have the top place to recommend to everyone that they care about so that their friends don't get confused and buy the cheaper Bitcoin or get suckered in by ripple or, you know, whatever it is, or just get convinced that trading is something that she, they should do. Cause once those exchanges have your email address, all they're going to do is tell you about all the money that you can make from trading and your friends and your family are going to get wrecked. Yeah. And they're going to be constantly panicked and they're going to think it, it destroys the idea of Bitcoin 
as an as a long-term investment and as any sort of a safe haven as far as like the consistency of its protocol when you're the, the, sec, the second you log in you see this big ridiculous chart with all these candles on it you know like and it just it never needed to be there and i never liked the way it was always set up and i always just wanted to set it and forget it and there was this one called lawnmower way back when that i used that i loved and then they mm. shut down after mm. a while they, they turned into an exchange because they're like oh my god mm. i can make so much more money doing this but it was it was a roundup thing mm-hmm. it was every time i make a transaction uh they would round it up i gave them full control over my bank accounts for this service um but they would round up every transaction to the next dollar amount buy that amount in bitcoin and then like send it to me and I was just like, I'm done. This is it. This is how I'm going to stack Bitcoin forever, indefinitely. And I was so happy. And it lasted like a couple of months before mm. they were like, we're fully exchanged. You can buy stonks and we're canceling this service and all this stuff. And I was like, man, I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really astounding that um, there are so few methods to just like DCA into Bitcoin right. without having to like duck into a dark alley and have some dude try to shill you like a bunch of hot garbage out of his jacket. Like it's, it's crazy that you have to navigate that space just to like get some regular Bitcoin here and there. Like I, I okay. I, I should say that if people are like, if somebody really, really likes to trade, whatever it is, be my guest. But at the same time, like I think, having it separated out is an important thing and having this is just the responsible easy or i'm just going to dca bitcoin but then like you know if if you're being crazy and you're rolling the dice then have it as its own separate like out of the way like again that it's it's i would say it's i won't say a crime but it's like it's really disheartening for that to be people's first experience in Bitcoin being like, Hey, here's Bitcoin, like way down here, but like, look at all these and like the <laughs> learn about this and, and maybe buy. And yeah, I yeah. don't know. It's just, it's too bad. It was either Matt or Marty that said that uh, discovering Bitcoin in an exchange interface is immoral. <laughs> it was, yeah. Matt Odell, Matt Odell. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. All right, dudes, we're getting we're getting toward the end of the show here. I want to hear everybody's closing remarks and you know anything that was left out, anything they want to promo. Uh, we'll we'll start with Benny because you haven't talked about uh, you know what, what you've been doing. If you want to share anything, but I do want to have a a bonus question too. Six months from now is going to be September the thirteenth. All right, that's six months, right? Uh, and everyone answer this question when they're, you know, promoing whatever they want to talk about in their final comments. But where do you see the market then? Not in terms of price, but are things back to normal by then? Are are we, is this, do we have a big smile on our face when we look back on, uh, these last few days in back, uh, six months from now? So Benny, you, you can answer that question and tell us, you know, what was left off of the show that you wanted to add. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think six months from now we'll look back and be like, man, that was, that was a a hell of a month that we had there. Um, I, you know, like I I do see it getting maybe not for Bitcoin. I don't know, but I do see the kind of macro um, system getting worse before it gets any better. I don't know that the macro uh, like the, the stock market will be in a much better place by then, but I think we may see uh, Bitcoin start to decouple from that 
over the coming months. Um, it may follow it down a little bit more, but it, you know, I think over time, especially in the face of the having happening, regardless of, of the insane policies that I'm sure we're, we're, we've already seen and will continue to see. Um, I, I think that will definitely spark some interest. Um, Outside of that, uh, one thing that I was really happy about, um, so I, I've been uh, doing a, a little bit of work with uh, uh, Bitsy uh, this past year, uh, or I guess the past few months I've been working with them. And just uh, the other day, a few days ago, they announced that they dropped 80K towards uh, a BTC Pay server, sponsoring uh, one of the core devs, um, so, which is, I think BTC Pay is one of the best uh, and most important projects in the space. And I was super stoked to see that. So now they've got one of their their core developers that uh, doesn't have to think about anything and can just work on building upon Bitcoin. So super stoked. Uh, uh, developer's name is is he goes by Cooks Cucks. I'm not sure how to say it, but anyways, <laughs> either either way, uh, awesome. It's Mr. Cucks. Mr. Cux, yes, uh, but he's he's doing awesome work, and I'm super glad that now he can can just focus in on that work with BTC Pay and not have to worry about it for the foreseeable future. So, so kudos to that team on all their awesome work. Awesome. Well, thank you for returning to the show. You you're awesome, man. And uh, like keep that strong, keep that strong hand going up there in cold Alberta, baby. All right, let's go to to Guy. Six months from now, will we smile? What will the big financial markets be like? Will the stock market still be down? Um, and your your conclusionary thoughts, anything that was left out, anything you wanted to promo or add? Uh, yeah, um, I definitely think in six months, we'll be looking back on this as like every other previous crash, just like, wow, what a crazy time. Just like I'm I'm, I'm now like all, all day yesterday, all I was thinking back on 2013 and the other times that, the couple of times that really I had that kind of underlying feeling of dread and it gets, it gets duller every single time we do this um, and becomes more of a, okay, here we are again. Um, even though I do kind of like to ride the roller coaster and get that adrenaline rush on occasion. Um, but uh, I think a crash is never fun. You know, like there's a lot of people hurting and like, I don't, I don't want to discount that. Um, and there's a lot of people who, like I know from personal experience how miserable it is to learn these lessons. Um, and I have learned them numerous ways uh, in all the painful ways uh, over the years. Um, but this is a long-term game. And so much of the core argument for the very value of Bitcoin was in the the realization before everyone else, before the mainstream of the current macro environment. And this is what Bitcoiners have been talking about as an inevitability since 2009. Like, I mean, literally it is implied in the Genesis block. It is stamped in the Genesis block that this is the problem. And all this, all this turn of events with the coronavirus and the, the shaking of our, our global financial system sucks miserably. And you know what, where we, where we are right now in Bitcoin, it might continue to suck more for a little while, but the value proposition I think is clearer than it's ever been. I think it's clearer than it was two weeks ago because 
the Austrian theory, the underlying need for Bitcoin in the first place was just completely validated. It's like, look at all this air that all this other shit is propped up on. And what we, we really need, a, a serious, stable, uh, robust monetary policy. And it's the thing that we don't have anywhere else. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared long term. But, yeah, I know it's going to be a rough couple of weeks. All right, guys, Juan, thank you. Thank you for returning to the show, man. Uh, always a pleasure. Let's get uh, Corey. He hadn't been on the show before. Uh, you're going to wrap it up six months from now and anything else you wanted to say? I mean, I'm just very uh, interested to see how Bitcoin plays in this in this time. This is its first test to see if it does what it's uh, supposed to do in a situation like this. Uh, you know, any any sort of asset that's new and speculative can be, you know, high beta and perform well in a risk on situation kind of at the out at the edge of, of people's portfolios when you're in a bull market and people are seeking yield. And that's where we've been since its inception. You know, it launched in the depths of the last crisis and it's been nothing but up for basically all assets ever since. So I'm just, you know, fascinated to see what happens with Bitcoin as we go, you know, down and sideways and maybe see some pretty hairy things happen. You know, I, I don't want those things to happen. I don't like bad things happening to people, but, you know, from uh, like a coldly rational and just like, you know, we are the people that thought that there was something wrong. We are the people that, you know, saw the matrix for what it was. And we are the people that have chosen uh, a different path. And, you know, in particular, the people that are, you know, probably in this chat and, and putting a good chunk of their lives toward, uh, you know, Bitcoin. Uh, this is, this is our opportunity to, to double down, to work even harder, to spread the word faster and better and educate people more and be there with a helping hand as people reach out and are curious about this Bitcoin thing that they've been hearing about for the last few years and, you know, didn't need to worry about it because their 401k was going up and everything seemed to just be fine. And whatever they were doing for their job, you know, was still working out because there was always work around the corner if it stopped or whatever. And, you know, all of those people are now thinking about that Bitcoin buddy of theirs that was telling them, you know, Bitcoin was for times like this. So the influx of people that you're going to have reaching out, if they haven't already started in the last couple of days, as they have probably with most of us, um, you know, for everybody that's watching and listening your show, uh, Adam, you know, you're going to get questions about Bitcoin and uh, just be ready to steer them in the right direction and help them find the right resources and steer them toward the right books and the right podcasts and try to help them, you know, they, they're going to inevitably learn a little bit about altcoins here or there. But, you know, just like a parent saying, like, really, you're going to disappoint me if you become a junkie. You know, you may still experiment with some weed or whatever. But like, if you really, really like don't want to disappoint your mom and dad, you know, you might stay away from the harder stuff later in life. Um, it's like that. Like, just get in there er year early and make sure that they anchor on shit coins being shit coins and Ripple being a scam and Ethereum being like a weird experiment from, you know, some cult worshipers and you know, just make sure that you're in their ear first and loudest with Bitcoin is all that matters. Make sure they read at least just read the first three chapters of the Bitcoin standard. Like, just get get it done. They're going to read the whole thing. You know, you know, send them your favorite Stefan Levera episode. Send them your favorite, you know, readout from from Guy and, and just just make sure they get started the right way. And uh, 
and unlike a lot of other things where if you're selling something, uh, you are, you know, you're spending some social capital or some relationship capital when you're selling things that aren't necessarily good for somebody. Bitcoin's very different. Like you are selling them something that is good for them, that is only going to make them a better person, that's only going to open up their aperture and make them look at the world uh, more accurately and make them seek truth. And it's going to change them for the better. Uh, so, you know, you, you, if you want to be, uh, you want to take that to its logical conclusion, like you actually have a moral responsibility to spread Bitcoin to your friends and family and anybody that you meet. Oh, wow. You went there, didn't you? <laughs> good, good way to conclude there, people. I love it. Hey, I hope everybody had a strong hand uh, this week. It might be a little wild and bumpy, but that's what this uh, whole Bitcoin roller coaster is about. Uh, we have been through wild roller coasters like this before, and there'll be more in the future. So get used to it. Don't don't be uh, scared off now. This is the fun is just beginning. I hope everyone had a great week. Thank you. And have a great next week. Guest, you rocked. Best guest in the space. Remember, we do this show every Friday. It's This Week in Bitcoin here on the Bitcoin Meister channel. There's a new show every day. So I will be back a Saturday night for the Beyond Bitcoin show. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share this video. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. Shabbat shalom, everyone. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, take care, everybody. Do not, you know, stay healthy, strong hand. Bye-bye. See ya. And...